up, everybody? Happy Tuesday. It's April 13th. I can't believe April is, is half over. It's kind of wild. Um, I hope everybody had a great weekend. Hope you guys were able to catch up on some matches, or if not, you know, to be able to do something, get out, go hang out with the family. I don't know, do some stuff around the house. Um, this was actually a pretty uh, eventful weekend in my house. Uh, we actually got out of the house for the first time in a in a long time, all of us. Um, and we went to uh, to Six Flags this past weekend. Um, and it was probably one of the most physically <laughs> draining things that I've done in 2021. Um, you know, it was fun. It was hot. It was about 90 degrees. And I didn't realize exactly how difficult it would be walking around. I think we were there for about five hours. Um, you got to excuse the noise in the background. Um, but we... We were there for about four, four and a half, five hours, and it was, like I said, 90 degrees just walking around in the heat, in the sun, um, with masks on, which was the, the difficult part. Um, but it was fun. The kids had fun. You know, it was nice to be able to do something somewhat normal um, and just relax and hang out with the family. Uh, it, was, it was a good time. And, you know, the park wasn't too crowded. There were some rides that we were able to get on pretty fast. Uh, but I, I did notice though that uh, I am getting old so I used to be able to go to these amusement parks and you know ride every ride and you know I'd feel good <laughs> this time after the first ride uh, me and my son went on this uh, what was it I think it was a Wonder Woman ride called the Golden Lasso I think and that took a lot out of me I got off that ride and kind of my legs were a little shaky um, I'm not as young as I used to be but uh, I still had fun. The, the Wonder Woman and the Superman ride were by far the best. Um, if you're in Texas, if you're in the San Antonio area, which I don't think too many of you are, um, definitely go check out uh, Six Flags Fiesta, Te Fiesta Texas. That's hard to say. Um, it was fun. You know, food was good. Good time. It was just physically draining. We all got home and we felt like we ran a marathon. So... Didn't sleep too good that night, even though I was exhausted, but uh, I think I'm fully recovered now. So that's what we did this weekend. Did watch some football. Um, you know, a lot of decent matches on. Actually, a lot of football that's coming up to this weekend, or this week, I should say, is actually pretty, pretty busy. Um, it is, like I mentioned, Tuesday, April 13th. So there was two Champions League matches that went on today. I will be talking about those in next week's show. Um, but it was uh, Bayern uh, against PSG and Chelsea hosting Porto. I'll talk about those next week. By then, next week, we should know what the draw is for the semifinals. Um, same thing goes for the Europa League matches. So, um, But without further ado, I will be covering everything else that happened. So uh, last week, actually, I don't even remember now if I talked about these. Because uh, I don't really remember when I recorded the show last week. I know that's bad. but uh, So last week we had Real Madrid over Liverpool 3-1. to All Champions League. Um, Man City 2-1 to over Borussia Dortmund. Chelsea defeated Porto 2-0. to And then it was PSG 3, Bayern Munich 2. Um, Europa League also. We had Manchester United defeat uh, Granada 2-0. to It was Roma over Ajax 2-1. to Arsenal tied Slavia Prague 1-1 to and Villarreal beat Dynamo Zagreb 1-0. And now that I think about it, I'm pretty sure that I did talk about these last week. But 
nice little recap for you right there. So um, before I get into the league stuff, I'm going to talk about the domestic cups because there are some of them that are going to be played this week um, and then this weekend. Um, but just to catch up, Deutsche Pokal, the German Cup, uh, last week it was Jan Regensburg, 0, Werder Bremen, 1. So the semifinals now, uh, let's see, it'll be Friday the 30th of April, it'll be Werder Bremen hosting RB Leipzig. And then on the 1st of May, it'll be Borussia Dortmund hosting Holstein Kiel. I mean, everybody looking at those two matchups, you're just assuming that Leipzig and Dortmund are going to win, but you know how it is with these these cup matches. Anything is possible. Anybody can sneak through. It is what it is. Let's see. Coupe de France. Just a recap. Round of 16. Um, and I think the, the draw is still going to happen for the next round. But round of 16, you had PSG 3, Lille 0. Um... You had Monaco and Mets. They played to a 0-0 draw. It went to penalties, which Monaco won 5-4. Then I'm going to butcher some of these names, but you guys should be used to that by now. Uh, Rumeli Villeres, 4. Le Perfoot, 0. Sidan, 0. Angers, 1. Uh, Chateau Baron. Wow, that was pretty good, I guess. 0. Montpellier, 1. Uh, Sumer 1, Toulouse 2, Canet Rossillon 1, and Bellonnet 0. Uh, and then you had Red Star and Lyon played with a 2 2 draw, went to penalties, which Lyon won 5 to 4. Um, I'll update you guys on the next round once they do the draw. Um, let's see, coming up uh, this month, so I guess it's in two weeks, we got the EFL Cup in England. Uh, Manchester City hosting Tottenham. I mean, that'll be played at Wembley. But And then FA Cup semifinals this weekend, Saturday. It'll be Chelsea versus Manchester City. And then Leicester on Sunday. Leicester City versus Southampton. Also this weekend, <laughs> for the second time this month, we got the Copa del Rey final. This will be the 2020-2021 version. It'll be Athletic Club versus Barcelona. Uh, next month, Copa Italia final. It'll be Atalanta versus Juventus on the 18th of May. Also this weekend, it is the Dutch Cup, the KMVB Becca final. Uh, that'll be Sunday the 18th. That'll be Ajax versus Vitesse. So those are all the uh, the league cups for the you know the, the top five plus um, the Netherlands going on this weekend and in the coming weeks. All right, so moving on to France. Ligue 1, match day 32. This past Friday, it was Metz 0, Lille 2. On Saturday, Strasbourg 1, Paris Saint-Germain 4. Then Montpellier and Marseille played to a 3-3 draw. Then this Sunday, Lyon 3, Angers 0. Lille, or excuse me, Lyon 4, FC Lorient 1. Brest and Nem played to a 1-1 draw. Monaco 3, Dijon 0. Nice and Rems played to a 0-0 draw. Rennes 1, Nantes 0. And then Saint-Étienne 4, Bordeaux 1. So at this stage, uh, after match day 32, top of the table, you got Lille still on top with 69 points. Paris Saint-Germain's in second with 66, followed by Monaco with 65. Lyon's in fourth with 64. 
Lens is in fifth with 52. Marseille is in sixth with 49. Bottom of the table, Nem is in 18th with 30 points. Uh, Nantes is in 19th with 28 points. Dijon, still bottom of the table. They will be relegated um, with 15 points. Um, notable matches for match day 33. You got Lille hosting Montpellier. And then Paris Saint-Germain hosting Saint-Étienne. Moving over to La Liga, match day 30. This is, this is pretty exciting for me because we've actually been able to see a team move not only from you know out of the relegation zone, but they've been on the bottom of the table the entire season, and now they're completely out of the relegation zone. Uh, Friday, it was Huesca 3, Elche 1. Congratulations to Huesca. You guys are out of the relegation zone. Hopefully, you guys can stay up uh, this season. Only a few more games left. Um, we'll see. On Saturday, it was Catafe 0, Cadez 1. Athletic Club and Alaves played to a 0-0 draw. Ibar 0, Levante 1. In El Clasico, it was Real Madrid 2, Barcelona 1. Was not able to watch this match. Um, just was not able to catch it. I know that's terrible, but... All right, this past Sunday, Villarreal 1, Osasuna 2. Valencia and Real Sociedad played to a 2-2 draw. Real Betis and Atletico Madrid played to a 1-1 draw. Real Valladolid 1, Granada 2. And then yesterday, Celta Vigo 3, Sevilla 4. After 30 match days, Atletico Madrid still on top with 67, followed by Real Madrid with 66. Barcelona is in third with 65, so it's two points separating first through third. Sevilla is in fourth with 61 points, and then Real Sociedad and Real Betis both have 47. Bottom of the table, you got Elche in 18th with 26 points. In 19th, you got Alaves with 24 points. And then Ibar is in last with 23 points. No more Huesca down there. All right, moving oh, Sorry about that little click right there. Uh, moving on to Italy and Serie A, match day 30. This past Saturday. Uh, Spezia 3, Crotone 2, Parma 1, AC Milan 3, Udinese 0, Torino 1. On Sunday, Hellas Verona 0, Lazio 1. Fiorentina 2, Atalanta 3, Juventus 3, Genoa 1, Roma 1, Bologna 0, Napoli defeated Sampdoria 2-0, and then Enter defeated Caligari 1-0. On Monday, Benevento 0, Sassuolo 1. So moving on uh, to the standings, after 30 match days, you got Inter Milan on top with 74 points, followed by AC Milan with 63. Juventus is in third with 62. Atalanta is in fourth with 61. Napoli is in fifth with 59. Lazio is in sixth with 55. Bottom of the table, relegation zone. You got Caligari in 18th with 22 points. Parma's in 19th with 20 points. And Crotone's in last with 15 points. Anything can happen still at the bottom of that table. There's still a decent amount of games left. Eight games left. Um, my match day of the Match day 31 for the Serie A. I got Atalanta hosting Juventus. I think I just have that because my, my kids every weekend, they're like, oh, when's Ronaldo playing? When's Ronaldo playing? I think they kind of corrupted my mind on that one because I really, Atalanta's a good team. Um, but that, I guess that game is a third third place against fourth place. So there could be some, some serious uh, wiggling going on there on the table. 
All right, moving on to England in the Premier League. Match day 31 this past Friday was Fulham 0, Wolves 1. Saturday, Manchester City fell to Leeds United 2-1. That was a shock, especially because Manchester City dominated that game. Possession, shots, shots on target. Uh, Leeds had two shots on target and two goals. Manchester City had, I believe it was eight shots on target, 27 shots total, and they only scored one goal. It's pretty wild. Uh, and then you had Liverpool 2, Ashton Villa 1. Allison shaved that terrible mustache that he had. Uh, Crystal Palace 1, Chelsea 4. Then on Sunday it was Burnley 1, Newcastle United 2. West Ham defeated Leicester City 3-2. to Tottenham fell to Manchester United 3-1. to Arsenal defeated Sheffield 3-0. And yesterday, West Brom 3, Southampton 0. And Brighton and Hove Albion and Everton played to a 0-0 draw. So that Brighton and Hove Albion-Everton game, I watched the entire match. Now, I don't care about either one of those teams. I really don't. The reason that I watched it, I know I told you guys a few weeks ago, maybe a month or whatever, that I have been playing FIFA Ultimate Team. Yes, I know if you go back and listen to old episodes, I was talking trash about FIFA Ultimate Team and how much I hated it on FIFA 20, FIFA 21, whatever. Well, I'm playing FIFA 21, and the reason I watched that game, um, without getting too far into it, basically, they released these cards uh, for players called what-if cards. I don't don't know why they call them what-ifs, but basically, they're like performance-based cards, but... Uh, these cards are not based on your performance in the game. They're based on the performance of the players in real life. So I have a Richarlson. He's a Brazilian player, plays on the national team. He's a striker for Everton. He is an 87 rated card, 87 rated player for this what if card. I think his base card is like an 81. I know I'm getting too much into it. doesn't matter. But if he, if his team, he doesn't even have to score these. He doesn't have to have to play but if his team scored six goals in five games, league games only, then his card would be upgraded from an 87 to an 89. Like I said, he's my striker. Ugh. Long story short, they only have two goals in, what is it, four matches, I think. Or five, yeah, in four matches. So basically, the reason I watched this game was to see and hope, because Everton was playing... Brighton and Hove Albion, I thought they would put up at least two on them. Nope. It was a 0-0 match. It was terrible. Now I need Everton to score four goals in their next match. I'm not sure who they're playing. I'm actually looking this up right now because I'm not sure who they are playing. But uh, they they absolutely killed me. I, I was stressing watching this stupid game. Yeah, okay, so on Friday, Everton is hosting Tottenham. I'm basically resigned to the fact that this this Richarlison card is not going to get upgraded to an 89. It is what it is. You know, I have in that that ultimate team. I have my front three because I play a four four or four three three. I have uh, Raheem Sterling, Richarlison, and then Mares playing as my my front three. Um, yeah, I know. I just went off onto a weird you know video video game. <laughs> <laughs> tangent but that's the reason why I watched that entire game yesterday and I was disappointed to say the least um man I, I it was it was pretty bad that was I don't want to say it was the worst game of football I ever watched but it was it was not entertaining 
at all. All right, anyway, Premier League table after 31 match days. Man City still on top with 71 points, followed by Manchester United with 63. Leicester's in third with 56. West Ham's in fourth with 55. Chelsea's in fifth with 54. And then Liverpool in sixth place with 52 points. Bottom of the table, you got Fulham in 18th with 26 points. West Brom's in 19th with 24. Sheffield United, bottom of the table uh, with 14 points. Notable match, or notable games of the match day. I don't even know why I went to look up this because I have it right here. Everton is hosting Tottenham and then Leeds United coming off of the, the win against Man City. They will be hosting Liverpool. Moving up to the, the Netherlands, the Eredivisie, match day 29. Uh, this past Friday, it was Vitesse 0, Adio Den Haag 0. Saturday, it was Heracles 4, William or excuse me, Willem the second zero, Fortuna Siddard one, Emin three, uh, AZ two, Sparta Rotterdam zero, PEZ Swala one twenty zero, and then on Sunday Utrecht one, Feyenoord two, Groningen zero, Heerenveen two, VVV Venlo zero, PSV Eindhoven two, and then RKC Volvec zero, Ajax one. Uh, after 29 match days, you got Ajax on top with 72. Eindhoven and AZ are in second and third, respectively, both with 61 points. Vitesse is in fourth with 56. Feyenoord's in fifth with 54. Groningen is in sixth with 46. Bottom of the table, you got VVV Venlo in 16th with 22 points, followed by Emin with 21 points, and then Adio Den Haag, bottom of the table, with 16 points. Uh, let's see. PSV Eindhoven is hosting Groningen, and then Ajax is hosting AZ this weekend for match day 30. Moving over to the Bundesliga. yeah. So this past Friday, let's see, Armenia Bielefeld 1, Freiburg 0. That was actually a really good match, even though I do not like Freiburg. It was actually a good match to watch. I mean, they lost, so it was even better. Uh, But I, I caught that on Friday. Um, let's see. Eintracht Frankfurt 4, Wolfsburg 3. Union Berlin were able to hold Bayern Munich in Munich to a 1-1 draw. Hertha Berlin 2, Borussia Mönchengladbach 2. Werder Bremen 1, RB Leipzig 4. VfB Stuttgart 2, Borussia Dortmund 3. That was a really good match. Uh, Stuttgart, you know, they held their own. They did have the lead at one point. It was 1-0. Um, you know, thought playing at home that they'd be able to to pull it out. You know, Dortmund's a, they're a tough team. Erling Holland did not score in this match. Um, you know, what, what can you do? They're they're one of the top teams in the league. Um, you know, at one point they were challenging for for the the league title. Not so much now, but you know, I can't I can't fault Stuttgart. They they, they played well. Let's see on Sunday. We had Schalke 1, Augsburg 0, and then Cologne 2, Mainz 3, and yesterday Hoffenheim and Bayer Leverkusen played to a 0-0 draw. So Bundesliga after 28 match days, Bayern Munich still on top with 65 points, followed by RB Leipzig with 60. Wolfsburg's in third with 54, followed by Eintracht Frankfurt with 53. Borussia Dortmund is in fifth with 46, and then Bayer Leverkusen in sixth place with 44 points. VFB Stuttgart's in ninth place with 39 points. Trying to go over that hump, that 40-point hump. Armenia Bielefeld's in 16th with 26 points. 
Clones in 17th with 23 points, and then Schalke still living at the bottom of the table, 18th place with 13 points. This weekend, you got Union Berlin. Union. It's actually Union, but Union Berlin hosting VFB Stuttgart. I still hold some bad blood because they're the ones that knocked Stuttgart into the second Bundesliga last year. So hopefully in Berlin, Stuttgart can, you know, get over that 40-point hump. Even if they just leave out of there with a single point, I'll be happy. They just cannot leave Berlin with a loss. All right, so I mentioned last week that I was going to be, you know, talking about another league, just a completely random league. I wasn't necessarily going to keep it in Europe, um, but because there are so many leagues in Europe, I just moved to, you know, a team that was close to Germany, or excuse me, a league that was close to Germany, um, and that is the Super League, the Swiss Super League. Um, Swiss Super League is different. It's it's pretty small. You know, Switzerland's a small country. Uh, the Swiss Super League has uh, only 10 teams in it. There's each team, uh, excuse me, there's 36 match days played during the season. Season runs from July to May. Uh, each team plays every other team four times. So you get two matches at home and two matches on the road because it's such a small league. There is a three-week winter break in the middle of January that goes until, um, actually, no, it is, yeah, sorry, it goes from the middle of January to the first week in February. That's right. Um, teams from both Switzerland and neighboring Liechtenstein compete in the league. But, it's a little caveat, should a team from Liechtenstein, and that, you know, currently there's only one of them, but should a team from Liechtenstein win the league or finish on top, they are not crowned champions. The title is given to the next highest finishing Swiss team, which I found interesting. Um, teams that are relegated from the Super League, they move down to the Swiss Challenge League. Um, the current champions are Young Boys. Um, for the longest time, Basel was, you know, like the team in Switzerland. And then I guess three seasons ago, it just switched, and now it's Young Boys. They're like the top team. Um, you know, they'll be in the Champions League, the Europa League. Uh, Grasshopper, they're the most successful club in uh, with 27 championships, but right now they're currently competing in the Swiss Challenge League. They got relegated recently, but they are in first place. So, you know, unless something crazy happens, they will be back in the uh, the Super League next year. So I'm going to go over these results real quick. It's only 10 teams. So this past Saturday, uh, you had Lugano 1, Lucerne Sport 0, Lucerne 3, Basel 4, and then on Sunday... Uh, BSC Young Boys 2, St. Golin 0, Vadez 3, Sion one, uh, 0, excuse me, and Vadez is the team that plays from Liechtenstein. Uh, Zurich 1, Serveta 2. So after 28 match days, uh, BSC Young Boys is on top with 63 points, followed by Serveta in second with 41 points. That's a 22 point gap right there, which is pretty wild. Um, Logano's in third with 40 points. Basel's in fourth with 39 points. Lusana Sport is in fifth with 37 points. Zurich's in sixth with 34. Saint Golin is in seventh with 33. Lucerne is in eighth with 39. Vadez is in ninth place with 32 points. And then Sion is in last uh, with 26 points. So next week I'll be talking about a completely different league. Um, I don't know if I'm going to keep it in Europe or not. We'll see. Uh, but. Um, 
I just wanted to, you know, throw something in there. And, you know, I did a little bit of research on it just because I didn't know too much about the league besides the fact that it only has 10 teams. Um, I went to Switzerland. I've been to Switzerland a couple of times, but uh, the very first time I went, I was in Geneva. And that Cerveta, they were like the local team close to where, at least where I was staying. And uh, I'd never even heard of them before. They got some some weird team colors. It's kind of like this white and like this like dark kind of purplish red. Um, but I think they were playing in the Challenge League back then. This was a long time ago, probably like 10 years ago that I was there. And uh, yeah, I, I was... That was kind of when I was, you know, I was still really into football, but at the time I, I didn't know anything about teams in Switzerland. I only really knew about the Bundesliga and, you know, obviously the teams here in the U.S. You know, I knew about the teams, the big leagues, but in Europe at least, but not the teams uh, in some of the smaller countries. So I don't know which team I'm, or which league I'll cover next, but, uh, you know, it's good for me. Gives me something to talk to you guys about, and it helps me because I have to do the research on it so I get to learn a little bit more. Um, so, yeah. Uh, one thing that I did notice, is looking at a lot of the, the league tables in Europe, uh, because these, this Europa Conference League is going to be starting next season, uh, the tables now are showing who is going to go to those. So in some leagues, there is no qualification for the Europa League now. It's just Champions League and the Europa Conference League. And I think that's how the Swiss League is set up. The only way they can qualify for the Europa League is if they make it to the Champions League and then get bumped down either by, you know, finishing third in the group stage or there are teams that go through Champions League qualifying, fail, and then they automatically get put into the Europa League. So this this Europa Conference League is going to change up a, a whole lot of things. Um, looking forward to it. I mean, it's it's more football to enjoy. So It'll, it'll definitely be interesting. I need to look up what the trophy is going to look like as well. And, uh, you know, just see some of the other nuances that are, that are going to be happening with that. So, yes. Oh, here's something that, yeah, I totally, completely forgot to mention. Um, I will be traveling back to Germany, uh, you know, in June. So I'll be there for the Euros. I'm not going for the Euros. Because uh, I think at this point, it'd be almost impossible to get tickets. And, you know, they are planning on allowing fans into the stadiums, but I think it'd be almost impossible to get tickets. But uh, I will be there during the Euros, not for the final, just for, you know, some of the early games. Um, I will be taking the podcast on the road. Uh, definitely, I'm going to be leaving space in my uh, my bag for my microphone and all of my other, you know, accoutrement that I have to bring with me. Um, so, yeah, uh, I... That totally slipped my mind. Um, me and my wife, we just, you know, figured out the whole logistics of it. I will be going to Germany in uh, in June. So I'll let you guys know more as we get closer. Um, yeah. I'm trying to go this entire episode without mentioning the one thing that's been affecting football and in the world. Um, and I almost slipped up right there. But uh, I'll let you guys know, you know, like I said, as we get closer to uh, to going. So. I'm, I'm, I'm really excited about that. I don't know why, but I'm really excited about going back to Germany, um, you know, being there for the Euros. It'll be it'll be interesting. Of course, I'll be back here for the final, but uh, still, it'll be interesting. So with that being said, that is the end of the show. So um, thank you guys for all your comments, questions, emails and, you know, messages on Twitter and, and the gram, even though I am terrible about doing and putting anything up there I, I try but it's 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 hard between my personal life and 
work and you know everything else but I, I thank you guys and i appreciate you guys thanks for listening um you know thanks for just the interaction and you know supporting the show in you know whatever ways you are uh it, it does not go unnoticed I, I definitely appreciate it and uh I, I love it thank you guys so um you guys take care of yourselves take care of your families um wash your hands wash your mask and uh you know just i don't know have fun enjoy life don't let you know whatever's going on uh you know hold you back or hinder you but be safe while you're doing whatever it is that you're doing so make sure you guys try to get out do some stuff don't 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 sit up in the house um you know be a miserable because that that definitely will happen um but yes that's it i'll talk to you guys later i'm rambling at this point thank you guys for listening have a good week talk to you next week bye